Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Speaking of discipleship, Jesus once said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. How does the world know that we are Jesus' disciples? If we love one another just as he loved us. And how does Jesus love us? Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And again, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Christ's love for us caused him to give himself up. So to be Jesus' disciples, we are to love one another as he loved us. This means that we are to give ourselves up for the sake of the other. Now let's take a look at today's gospel reading, which also speaks of what it means to be Jesus' disciple. It says that great crowds accompanied Jesus, and he turned and said to them, and I don't recommend this if you're doing church building, (laughs) But he said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, and yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. So what's he saying here? He is saying that a disciple of of his will follow even if father, mother, wife, children, brothers and sisters, and even his own flesh oppose it. A disciple of Jesus abides in him no matter what the devil, the world, or even his own sinful flesh says. Even if it causes this, broken relationships from the world, we remain in the acceptance that God has given us through his Son. Now this is a hard thing to hear, that we cannot deny Christ for anybody if we are his disciple. This is why he told the people to count the cost before following him. He says, this will cost you everything you have. I'm sure that after Jesus said these words, he no longer had large crowds accompanying him. I mean, after he taught in John 6, it said the people said, this is a hard saying, who can listen to it? 
And Jesus knows that these are hard words. And yet he continues. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. And don't forget, the cross, it's an instrument of death. It is death for the one who bears it. A disciple of Jesus's is to deny himself daily. We confess in small catechism that our baptism into Jesus's name indicates that the old Adam in us should by daily contrition and repentance be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires. Now, how do we die to ourselves, our sinful nature? Simply by confessing our sins according to God's law. You see, Jesus' disciples see God's law for what it is. The law of God is on the one hand, it's death to our sins. Death is painful. But on the other hand, it is life for the new man in us. Our Old Testament reading says that God's law is actually the way of life. To be his disciple is to die to sin, but it is even more than that. Baptism also indicates that a new man should daily arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. Where is this written? Well, St. Paul writes in Romans 6, We were there buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may have a new life. In baptism, your life became intricately woven with Jesus you were connected to the most significant thing that ever happened, God's death and resurrection because of his love for you. You are all wrapped up in that love. And as you abide in him, by hearing his word on Sunday, by receiving the sacrament you begin to see your body, yourself, doing what Jesus does. And what does he do? He gives up himself for the sake of the other. Jesus says, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciples. Remember, Jesus had all things in his hands. And what did he do? He became the servant. And who does he serve? My friends, the God of all creation serves you. You are here right now at the divine service where God gives himself for you. 
and we daily renounce all that is in us that is not of Jesus. Why? Because the things that are not of Jesus are not love. Now you might be thinking, I want to love. I want to do this. I want to love the way that Jesus is talking about. It's my desire. But I never do it. I keep doing selfish things. I keep treating others as if I have mattered most. I've not let God's love have its way with me. And if you are thinking this way, you're in the right place. Remember, Jesus gave and gives himself up for you daily through his word. Why? Because we need forgiveness each and every day. I always tell people, Jesus commands us to pray the Lord's Prayer. And in there it says, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And you know what? There will never be a time when you don't need to pray that petition. We always need his love and forgiveness. It is our very life. And remember, our baptism indicates that daily we renounce our sins and arise again. And let me tell you, you can't rise again without forgiveness. Walking with Jesus means continually using his law as a mirror. We ask that God would search out our hearts to see if there be any sinful way in us. Why? Because sin is death. We want to be people of life and love. He says to you who struggle, this is my body and blood given for you. This is me giving myself up for your benefit. I lay down my life so that you would have life in my name. He says, by my cross, I forgive you all your sins. And this love that Jesus gives, it caused three men in our epistle lesson to do the most unthinkable things. Why? For the sake of the other person. Love caused Paul to share the saving gospel of Jesus even though it meant he literally lost everything. He ended up in prison because he wouldn't shut up about God's love for the world. He says, I, Paul, an old man, and now a prisoner also for Christ Jesus. He gave it all up. He hated his his own life so that others could hear that Jesus died to take away the sins of the world. 
If he loved his own life, you know what he would have stopped doing? He would have stopped preaching. But he valued the love and forgiveness that Christ gave him so much that he wanted others to hear it, no matter what it cost him. He laid himself down for the sake of the other. And love also called, caused Paul to appeal for two men to have reconciliation with one another. And these were not just any men. I don't know if you picked it up or not. But Onesimus was a runaway slave. And Paul encouraged a runaway slave to return to his slave owner, Philemon, for the sake of the love that he received from Jesus. Onesimus ran away from Philemon for the sake of his own freedom. And we can understand that desire. No one likes to have somebody else tell them what to do. I don't like it. You don't like it. We all demand our rights. We are filled with thoughts of, I deserve to choose for myself. I deserve respect. I deserve love and good things in this world. I deserve. I deserve. But something happened that was amazing when Onesimus ran away. He was running away for the sake of his own freedom when he ran into a familiar place, person. Do you know who he saw? He saw Paul. And why was Paul familiar? Well, Paul had been by the house a number of times as he taught Onesimus' slave owner, Philemon, about Jesus. Onesimus would have seen Paul as he came by his master's house to teach him God's word. And running into Paul was the best thing that could have ever happened to Onesimus. After all, his freedom, after all, it was freedom that he wanted. And in his time with Paul, he became a disciple of Jesus. And Jesus said, if you truly are my disciples, you will know the truth, and the truth, it will set you free. Now, he was a lawbreaker, Onesimus. He was a runaway slave in a land that allowed for slavery. But when he saw Paul, he remembered the goodness of that man. And he asked him to teach him about Jesus the same way that he taught Philemon. And Paul loved Onesimus and taught him everything that Onesimus could absorb. He baptized him, and through the word that he spoke, Onesimus became a disciple of Jesus. The truth set him free. And what did this man do with his freedom? 
Did he earn lots of good things for himself? You know, the United States, we say freedom and justice for all, right? And we use that freedom for the pursuit of our happiness, right? Yet Paul urged Onesimus to return to his slave owner. Why? Why would he urge him to do that? Out of love for Philemon. You see, love doesn't demand its own rights. It lays them down. If Jesus would have demanded his rights, if he would have said, you know what? I've earned it all. Now you should serve me. Where would we be? We wouldn't be here. We would all be in hell. But he laid down his rights so that we could be forgiven by the blood that, as we sang, flowed from his head, his hands, his side, and his feet. His blood spilt was his love given for you. And another amazing thing happened in our epistle. A slave owner, for the sake of Christ, laid down his legal rights to receive a slave as a brother. Who in your life has wronged you? Are you demanding your rights from anyone this morning? Are you fighting for your own autonomy and freedom? Paul said to Philemon, whose slave illegally ran away from him, he said, if you consider me, Paul, your partner, receive Onesimus as you would receive me. If he has wronged you at all or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, write this with my own hand I will repay it. If someone has wronged you and it is keeping you from seeing him or her or them as an object of God's love, and if you have a hard time dying to your rights when it comes to this person, hear Paul's words once again as if they were from Christ speaking to you. Jesus says, if you consider me your Savior, receive this person who has wronged you as you would receive me. If he has wronged you at all or owes you anything, charge that to my cross. I have paid it. In Christ, we are free to lay down our demands for the sake of Christ's love. We love our neighbor in hopes that they would one day become our brothers in Christ, just as were Paul 
Philemon, and Onesimus, brothers in Christ. And just as Jesus said, when this happens, the world will know that we are his disciples by the love that we have for one another. In the name of Jesus, amen.